Welcome back to the Mountains and the Sea. I'm Christy. This is Josh. And we're so glad that you're back with us today. Today, we have Exodus by the New Power Generation. The funkiest children of the New Gold Nation? (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Yes, so it's the second solo album by the New Power Generation. Yeah, solo album. It's the same fools who are playing on most of the gold experience and every other release between 1994 and 1995. Uh Uh-huh. Prince. Disguised as Tora Tora. Some fool, in a, some fool in a red mask. Disguised. Actually, if you look at the album cover artwork, there are some photos of the whole band, and he is very veiled oh, in yeah. this stuff. He's pictured, but if you yeah. didn't know you were looking for him, you wouldn't know that it was him. Right. But Prince is all over this record. All over On it. first listen, if you're kind of just put off by the weirdness of it all, because it is an odd Weird, psychedelic kind of funk album. Yes. But revisiting it for this episode of The Mountains and the Sea, for me, helped me to really appreciate it all over again. And the fact that Prince's uh, musicianship and songwriting and lead vocals and especially background vocals are all over this. It's one of the few albums that I can listen to and say, you know, I really like those background vocals (laughs) more than the lead vocals. (laughs) I wonder why. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we haven't covered the first album yet, but we'll get there. We're going to do it as part of the Diamonds and Pearls era. We covered the Symbol album in 1992. Well, it came out in 1992. We didn't cover it <laughs> no. in 1992. <laughs> no, podcasts uh, weren't a thing then. Nope. The first MPG album uh, called Gold Nigga. Where I'm going to put it in the Diamonds and Pearls era, especially since one of the songs off that album was a B-side to one of the singles from Diamonds and Pearls. Okay. So we're going to cover it then. So this is the first NPG record that we've covered since we are purposefully not chronological. Right. I'll surprise you with an era. And yeah. we talk about it for <laughs> one episode or maybe 11. <laughs> yeah. Because that's we're not exactly sure how many episodes are going to be in this. Josh looked at me this morning over breakfast, and he goes, "We got to add one more podcast episode to this era." And I'm like, "We do." He's like, "Yep." And I said, "You're right. We do. We'll tell. We'll tell you about that. We'll get there. We'll get there in a month just, or so. Just enjoy. That's right. Just enjoy. 1994, 1995 is just a jam-packed era for Prince music, despite his reclusiveness and sort of disappearance. There's a lot of material. Yeah. A lot of material. Well, he was annoyed and he didn't want to go promote stuff for Warner Brothers. Yep. So what did he do? He was up in Cole, Minneapolis. Yep. Holed up in Paisley Park, making us some fun and funky and sometimes weird music. That's right. Particularly this album, Exodus, which was released on March 27th, 1995, only in Europe, Australia, and Taiwan. I read that. That's... Yeah. So I don't even recall how I got our copy. I know I got it when it came out. Mm -hmm. I might have... I don't remember if it was a 1-800-NEW-FUNK order or if it was something that I bought as an import somewhere. Uh, I don't remember. I do remember it being like... 24 bucks or something like that yeah, at the time. I want to say, because back when we first started dating in the mid-90s, one of the things we used to really enjoy doing was going to the record stores around 
the San Antonio area yeah. that we knew carried imports. And that a lot was, did. A lot and did. a lot well, there were a lot of record stores back then. There were a lot of indie stores that were really fun. Yes. And they'd have like weird and interesting stuff and they'd have imports and occasionally bootlegs. Yep. And you know, you could go and look for those things. Yes. Yeah, and it was a fun afternoon. Yeah, and, and I, maybe, uh, maybe if we, we didn't find it. anything, it was a cheap date. That's if true. If we found something, it got quite a bit more expensive. That's true. <laughs> we spent more in those stores than we did on food. Oh, absolutely! Because after that, we went to fast food joint and mm-hmm. got some burgers. We did. Dinner was ten bucks. The rest of the date was quite a bit more expensive. If we were that's right fortunate, or as the MPG would say, when are they going to play some live music in here? <laughs> you mean when are they going to throw some chicken up in here? <laughs> <laughs> so back to the album. Prince uh, did promote this album in the Love Symbol, the Ultimate Live Experience Tour in the UK, Belgium, and the Netherlands in March of 1995. Yes, he did. And then I was also re-listening to an audience recording called Emporium, which is a London gig that he did on two or three nights. And there are many songs from this album in there in the Gold Experience era. He slips in a Prince song or two Mm -hmm. and also says... Prince isn't where it's at. This isn't yeah. a Prince party. Yeah, somebody called out for him to play Sexy MF. And, and he did. And he did, and yep. he was like, forget that, that's old. Yep. Let's play the new stuff. Yep, exactly. So this album is 21 tracks, <laughs> 66, 67 minutes, something like that. But uh, 12 of the 21 tracks are segues of some form or another. So, so weird. I counted nine songs total and even looked at it like if the segues were stripped away, how good of an album would this be? Well, you tell me. You've got Get Wild, New Power Soul, which is an instrumental, Count the Days, The Good Life, Cherry Cherry, Return of the Bump Squad, Big Fun, Hallucination Rain, and The Exodus Has Begun. Those nine songs total 53 minutes and 24 seconds. There's a strong album here. Yeah. You just have to <laughs> appreciate the segues and the skits and understand what they were. You know, this was a fun project, a side project. And they it were was. trying to kind of tell a story. A little bit. And I kind of appreciated that. Even when I didn't care for the segues, I appreciated that it was... They were trying to do something. They were trying to tell a little bit of a story. They were trying to link them together. It was almost like they made a little... Foul mouth Exodus musical yeah, that didn't right. have any video with it. Yeah. That's kind of how Which I Which I'm fine it. with. I don't need a video. <laughs> 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 Which some of these have videos. We're not going to talk about them. Yeah. I will post links to the videos on our social media, sure. which you can find on Twitter. At TMATS Podcast, T-M-A-T-S Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, The Mountains and the Sea, a Prince Podcast, or you can send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Shall we talk about the the first segue? Is it an intro? I don't know if it's really a segue if it's at the beginning. Well, it's called NPG Operator Intro, so I'll hand it to them on this one. It is an accurate description of what it is. It's also short, just a 35-second thing, which is played out by people who are not credited on the album, those being Prince and Maite. Right. Prince is the caller. Maite is the 
NPG operator. operator. Which is funny because, you know, we had the NPG operator on the gold experience, and this is a very different sort of operator sound, whereas that was mechanical. You were supposed to understand that it was... Automated. Yeah, Yeah. that it it was a computer experience. Yeah. This is... Very much a, I've called an 800 number and I've gotten a live person who's going to answer my questions operator. Yeah, it's a different kind. I mean, the first one was like, uh, well, on the gold experience, it was like a Prince Alexa. Yeah, there you go. And here we've got a true operator in the sense of, you know, someone's wearing a headset and answering a phone call. Yeah. It was also known as 1-800-NEW-FUNK, this particular intro, and it was included on a MPG Records sampler experience that was given during the Ultimate Live Experience tour that you okay. uh, just listed. Okay, cool. So Prince I... calls up and says <laughs> yeah. his voice is altered, her voice is not. In fact, you didn't think that it was him. Yeah, well, I couldn't tell for sure who it was because it was so altered. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of swirly and electrolyzed. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but it is altered. So whereas it was the computer giving us instructions on the gold experience. It's the caller. It's the caller who is potentially a computer. The tables are turned at the beginning of Exodus. Hot dang. (laughs) I thought it was uh, Prince was very much a visionary here. He was. Because they talked about about download your work into your fans' computers. Yeah. When it comes time to download your work into your fans' computers... I'm like, that was not really quite a thing yet. It wasn't, but it was something he was kind of dreaming about, being discontent with the process of releasing an album and pressing discs and distribution, and he would record music and want people to hear it, and it would take three, four, five months at the earliest before that could happen. And here he's talking about what is taken for granted here today, 25 years later. Yeah. Yes. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's really cool. It also signals the end of Paisley Park Records, which is sad to me. I love that label. I love the original Paisley-shaped mark that Margot Chase, a designer, created. I'm pleased that they're using it now. Yeah, me too. Paisley Park. Uh, So he asks, is this Paisley Park? And Maite says... No, this is not that record company. No, this is not that record company. This is NPG Records. <laughs> <laughs> They're conducting a worldwide talent search. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to get free. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He says. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So I she like gives it him three things that he has to do to be able to sell his records in, in the new world. The new city. The new city. Where? 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 Where is in this new, new city? city? Um, probably somewhere in Uptown. Oh, okay. It's an existential new city. Yep. Okay. She lists them off, and when she gets to the third one, she does a not great job of acting, and says, <laughs> "And finally, you must be able to. You must be able to." Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of she yeah. didn't what she should have done is she should have said you must be able to get wild. And then they should have And then they should have yeah. they should have like edited it so that she would yes. not say it. Yes. So that she wouldn't go you must be able to Yes. <laughs> like she said it with an ellipse on the end of yes. it instead yes. of saying it completely and being getting you know getting interrupted. Yes. Yeah. And then we roll right into 
Get wild. Like you know you need to. Um, I had forgotten that this appeared on the soundtrack to Part of Horror, the yes. movie, in a different mix than this album version, but they're basically the same. Mm-hmm. That is a, in English, it's ready to wear. Right. It was a dramedy released at Christmas time in 1994. There was a death investigation at a Paris Fashion Week, and it stars Julia Roberts mm-hmm. and Sophia Loren. Um, it was the first single from the album in the UK and Europe. From Exodus. From Exodus, yeah. yes. There's a lot of connection between Prince and Julia Roberts and movies. You know, her breakthrough and pretty woman she's in the bathtub singing kiss Uh uh-huh and uh then here she's in this film and it's got an mpg prince song on the soundtrack yeah interesting so you mentioned it as a single there was a maxi single for get wild that was released in april of 1995 and it was made available in the u.s despite the fact that you couldn't walk into a normal record store and buy the album in the U.S. Right. So who knows how this might have fit into the dispute with Warner Brothers. He couldn't. He could release this overseas without his name on it, but even in the U.S. it covered, you know, he was restricted in some form or fashion. Right. Um, I don't know how that all worked, and it seems like nobody else does either, <laughs> because I did go back and try to figure it out again. Um, but I thought this was a song Prince clearly liked because he... You know, it was a single, a maxi single. He turned it into a perfume. He reused a rap in it in P-Control remixes. There's a lot of things about this song that turn up in uh, Prince Lexicon. Yes. Princecon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I guess you could describe it as a song about getting free, being dressed to the nines, and it doesn't matter what your sex or race is. Yeah. It's Bringing funky. everybody together. It's a club. It is. This is where the, the good times never die. Right. The damsels are good and fly. After a long day yeah. in the corporate slog, this <laughs> is a good place to go. Yes, it is. And it's the first of many mentions of glue in this album. Polyvinyl acetate. Okay, so I wonder, did he really know what polyvinyl acetate was? Because the way the way he talks about it, it almost is like he thinks that that's like you know the vinyl clothes. When I first heard the song and didn't quite fully comprehend the lyrics, I thought he was referring to vinyl, like records will do this Mm. to you. Um, But then went back and, you know, in listening to it again here, I did go back and look up polyvinyl acetate. it's white glue. It's white glue. Um, But he says, you know, polyvinyl acetate will keep your monkey high. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You think it's about dancing. No, no, no. No, no. no. This is No, I'm wondering what he's gluing to his nether regions to keep his monkey high. It's a little purple pill. (laughs) Polyvinyl acetate. (laughs) Yeah, he says, come on, baby. You can shake your funky monkey till it cry. Yep. Polyvinyl acetate will keep your monkey high. So I had kind of thought that it was like girls wearing like the rubber clothes almost. Almost like a BDSM catsuit sort of get up. 
uh-huh. you know, where they're sit and your monkey euphemism like for your, your phallus would uh-huh. be kept high because they get these hot girls and the extraordinarily tight you clothing. painted on yeah. rubber clothes. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> that's cool. Right, that's, that's cool. <laughs> oh, You've wow. evolved into some of the dudes <laughs> in the segues. Yes, I have. That's great. My, okay. I do feel like my IQ at some points listening to this CD <laughs> does drop a little, but I'm okay now. I'm back. Okay, I'm good. Back. So Sunny T takes over the vocals on the majority of the lead vocals on these songs. And I think he's, what's the best word for it? I would say adequate. Okay. Not bad. Competent. Competent. Um, and he's, <laughs> what he's, a ringing endorsement. I know. Sorry, he's Sonny. adequate. Sorry, he's Sonny. competent. You, even if Sonny T, <laughs> through some freak accident, comes across this podcast, he'd probably go, yeah, the boy's right. <laughs> he's probably right. <laughs> I hope so. We think you're great at a lot of things, Sunny yeah. T. Oh, yeah. Great at the uh, accents, the high points and the call outs and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And Prince backs him up in a lot of spots, it seems like, to kind of help lift the, qual- the overall quality of everything. And he's also re singing a vocal track that Prince provided. Um, yeah. On this song in particular, we know there's a Prince version of it, and we'll listen to it in the next episode. But that, it holds the this song back a little bit. I mean, he's he's carrying the song, and, you know, as good as he is, he's not as great of a musical actor as Prince is. Mm. But that's not a criticism of him necessarily. That would be a criticism of... I mean, show me a, uh, someone singing a Prince song who did a better version than than Prince did himself. Yeah, it's extremely rare. Yeah. Extremely rare. I uh, also always uh, felt like... I'm sorry to interrupt no. you. You know, We're going to get to the maxi single version of this, but the album version of the song, I seem like I... Or to me, I always wish it was like a little more up-tempo, a little faster. Like it's not okay. quite quick yeah. enough. Yeah. It's a little mid-tempo rather than like a, a fast track that's fair that's fair hip the dj to a new cd anything mm-hmm. by the npg i'm like oh that's funny because that's how a lot of prince music evidently got leaked it is was prince handing out discs and yeah. tapes and all kinds of stuff when he went to the club i want to hear my own music yes I want you to blow everybody's mind. Yeah, and there you go. by the way, I'm going to forget to pick it up on the way out. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to be sloppy after I lend <laughs> this to you. Uh, we have a little rap part um, after. Yeah. This uh, is the bit that gets used yeah, uh, in, in the house mix of P Control. Yes, we're. Versace got it going on with the gold mesh. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Versace got it going on in the gold mesh. And he talks about his Get Wild perfume, or Sunny Tea talks about Get Wild as an aroma. Get Wild's the only aroma that my nose will see. Mm-hmm. Why don't you spray a little where you think I'm going to be? Yeah. There's a reason that so your nose uh, can see things. See I'm always still, still, yeah, a little surprised yep. that noses can see. They can. Is that what purple smells like? You know, I never got a sniff of Get Wild perfume, and either. if there's any around anymore, I hope that it <laughs> ages well, like a fine wine. I don't know. That's that's something that the estate could bring back, the Get yeah. Wild cologne. 
For the discriminating man who just wants to keep his monkey high. <laughs> I thought it was for women. I think there was a male version. Oh, really? Clearly, no, this know. is for, for women since he's yeah. asking her to spray it where he's going to be. He's going to be. Yeah, he's not going to be down south with any dudes, at no. least not at this time. No. No. Um, so I thought this was a good opener, good opening track. It was kind of fun um, and sets the tone for the album, too. You, this is going to be music that you probably would never have gotten on a Prince album anyway. Right. Might as well be thankful that you get it on a release like this where he can just have fun and take a back seat. And he's basically just having fun with his homies. Yeah. <laughs> that's what this album is yeah. about. Yeah, well, that's fun. Yep. Uh, surprisingly, then, we get another segue. <laughs> yep. I guess the first one named segue. So here we have Prince as Tora Tora. Yes. Uh, with his deep kind of disguised Bob George type voice. And Tora Tora is going to drive his band to the nightclub to uh, take over from the DJ and play some live music. Yeah, I guess so. We must have the European version because there is... Yeah. A single F word that yes. is censored. Yep. Just dropped out, right? Yeah. It's just dropped out. It's yep. just, and I'm like, there's plenty of other F words, but there's just one that they dropped out in the European version that's not dropped out in the Australian version. Yeah. One of so, the band members is talking and it gets uh-huh. not even bleeped, just it dropped just out. Just dropped out. Yeah. Well, I mean, Which is one less weird, F word okay. on this album, I guess. <laughs> I mean, what's one more on this one? Yes, it's okay. So I found this hilarious. You only seemed to find it funny when I reenacted it (laughs) in my very white man (laughs) dad voice. Okay, so when you say it to me, I find it really funny. And when they say it, I'm like... This is a bunch of stupid boys. It is, but that's what makes it funny. Where Maybe just because I'm a fond of this particular stupid boy oh, making well, a podcast with me. Okay. That, <laughs> not that I'm not fond of those boys, but I don't know those boys personally. True. Two parts of this are really funny to me in the 38 seconds of length, which is pretty short, and I'm cool with a 38-second stupid skit like this. So, True. you know, Prince's ass... How are you going to see with that mask? And he immediately answers in his Tora Tora voice, same way I saw your mama. <laughs> oh, how are you going to see with that mask on? Same way I saw your mama. <laughs> Which I find very funny. Yes, the way he says it is very funny. And then Sonny T, in one of his many opportunities on this album, is like Harrison Ford and in Indiana Jones and, you know, like, uh, or, or not Indiana Jones in Star Wars as Han Solo with his I've got a bad feeling about this. I lost track of how many times Sonny T makes that comment in these segues. But he's in the backseat going, I don't know about this. And <laughs> Tora Tora says, anybody ask you what you knew? Put me in the trouble about this. Anybody ask you what you knew? Which I think are awesome. They're well done. Yeah. Those parts are well done. I agree. They're silly. They're skippable. But they're there. <laughs> so And you find enjoyment uh, in them. I found, so I found If you don't like. enjoy it, skip it. If you do enjoy it, like Josh, That's then right. it's there for you. 
On the Story Song Podcast, we closely examine the story of famous story songs. We'll walk you through the lyrics you've heard a thousand times, but have never thought about. Leave it to us, because we overthink everything. Spread the word around. Guess who's back in town? Why is this my job? (laughs) Why is this on me now? I didn't even like those guys. (laughs) We discuss the history of the story songs you love. Show of hands. Who here knew that Rig Springfield was Australian? No clue. The Wikipedia article started with, you guys, you're not going to believe this. (laughs) The Story Song Podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Now, the next track, which is for DJ Gets Jumped, is a continuation of the same segue where they arrive yeah. at the nightclub to not exactly politely ask if they could play. Right. Yes, the Dream Factory is playing in the background. DJ Brother Jules on the. Yeah, yeah, which was, which was a later on 1986 song by Prince and the Revolution, right? Which eventually came out on Crystal Ball. It was not out at this point, correct? Yeah. yeah. So there's a little snippet of it that you can hear. Yeah, there's no censoring here. Oh no, there's a big fight. They're not fans of G- DJ Brother Jules. Yeah, I suppose DJ Brother Jules is a longtime Prince collaborator DJ. Real guy. Oh, I know. Active that. online and has made some mega mixes of Prince songs and is well known in the Prince community. But yeah, he has a part in this also. So they basically go and bust Rough. up his equipment <laughs> and get on stage to play track five. Yep. New Power Soul. An instrumental. New, new space. space Power space. space Soul. Right. Because there is a song, New Power with No Space. Soul. Yes, the title track of the next NPG album. Right. Is New Power Soul. Yes. But it doesn't really have anything to no. do with this. Not at all. Not not It's a, just not this at all. concept that Prince mentioned, which we covered on our very first episode of The Mountains and the Sea year plus ago. Uh-huh. In Love Sexy is That's where right. the term first came about. That's right. And it it was, was used on words. the packaging. It was used yes. on the packaging. Three words. And then was repurposed again into what will become the third NPG album, which was really, truly a solo Prince album. Right. In 1998. Uh, So this was just a funky, fun instrumental with the band that we know of as the new power generation since 1991, minus Rosie Gaines. We had Sonny T, Prince, Michael Bland on the drums, Tommy Barbarella, and Mr. Hayes. Yep. They do sing in the background new, new power soul. They do. A little bit. A little bit. But there's some fun things happening here. There's some cool running scales on the keyboard. The horns are pretty fun. Which I found interesting that Prince Vault makes no mention of horn players as appearing on this track. Huh. I have from Prince Vault the whatever five people I just mentioned, but no right. horns. But then I read elsewhere that Eric Leeds makes an appearance on the song too, which we know hmm. he's on the album, but there are clearly horn players here. They are not synths, they are live horn players. Right. I don't know, man. I don't either. I don't know. <laughs> you could there's some people towards the latter part of the song there's some people in the background talking and you can tell they're progressively getting more and more drunk 
<laughs> and the band quits playing. Oh, yeah. What happened to the band? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm like, even in their drunkenness, they realize the band quit playing and they have some appreciation. I thought that was a little yeah. funny. Hey, this was good. Bring, bring yeah, it back. How about a band? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's funny. Um, then we roll into a couple more segues after. I don't know why they need track. to be a couple. I. I why, yeah, they could just be one track. Yeah. That's very true because a lot of them are named like track six, DJ Seduces Sunny. Track seven is named Segway. They are all yeah. Segways um, or give them all names. Yeah, know, exactly. It is frustrating and it's hard to keep track of too. I get lost. You know, uh-huh. Most Prince albums I know by, you know, track eight on Diamonds and Pearls. I can tell you what that is. Track eight <laughs> on this album, I've got to look it up. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't know what order they're in. Right. DJ Seduces Sunny is a relatively short one where DJ Brother Jules is going to get revenge on Sunny T yeah, for wrecking his stuff. Well, you think at the beginning that he's trying to make nice with the guys. Yep. No, 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 no. He introduces Sunny to some girls oh, so yeah. that he can drug him yep. with Hallucination Rain, which soup. is a song that yeah. comes up later. He, in soup. In soup. Yes, yes. He's putting the... Hallucination Rain. Yeah, you okay. know these guys are from Minneapolis because I don't know anywhere else where a band like this is getting drugged with soup. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> okay. How about a warm bowl of soup, boys? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not something... I don't know. I've never offered people, like, specifically a bowl of soup. I mean, unless... No, I mean, he does ask for it later on. Yeah, It's a request true. from him. Okay. So <laughs> then we have, then we end up in segue number two, which is sometimes called count or right. Sunny turns the TV yeah, off. He does. He has a very special remote control that he uses. Yes, he does. It's, it's quite a, a permanent one, too. Yes. Uh, so he is busy in a love act with um, his partner. Yeah. And you can hear. TV news recounting yeah, war like and pretty death awful and, stuff. Yeah, I'm I mean, like, no wonder he's a little distracted. This, pretty much the same stuff you hear on the television today, right? So he is too distracted to continue. Says, "Can we uh-huh. stop for a minute?" And she asks, "What's wrong?" <laughs> she doesn't have a problem tuning out the. I guess I've heard that about women, though that women can hear, listen to two conversations at once, and kind of split them and hear each side. Uh-huh. Where men can't pay attention to Jack if there's more than one conversation going at a time. There's nothing we can get out of it. So oh. here we have more proof of that. Oh, I'll look that study up and I'll okay. share it with you. Okay, so you I'd like to read that because I could probably use that in my other podcasts too. Oh yeah, yeah. your dual listening skills and my- our lack of <laughs> no. I mean that. <laughs> No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> what I meant was that I could probably use that on my other podcast, Killer Fun, which is explores the intersection of crime and entertainment. If anybody's interested in that kind of stuff, it's fun. But I could probably use that study as part oh, of my research I see. for something. I I'm see not what you're saying. saying. <laughs> I'm with you now. Anyway, so, so anyway, 
He uh, why don't you says, tell us about I'm, this I'm gonna, special remote control? Oh, he's like, why don't you turn the TV off? Yeah, he's mad. And uh, he's like, I'll turn it off my own damn self. And shoots the television with a pistol. Yeah. Four others suffered serious injuries. Is this normal behavior for him, do you think? Or is this because he got slipped something by DJ Jules? I don't know. You know, prints and guns, there's a history there. He had a gun mic that he yes. used during this time period, too. But that was also uh, kind of a let's stop the violence and let music rule kind yeah. of message. Yeah. Here, I think this is... A lot of like, uh, this is very much like a George Clinton, P-Funk, All-Stars, Mothership Connection kind of album. And we're working in street violence and gangs and that kind of stuff is woven into this a lot too. So I think that's what we're... Okay. What we're hearing here. Okay. Especially since she's not all that surprised or shocked. And and that was like... I'm like, this behavior is extremely troubling, and she does not... She sounds surprised, but not alarmed. She just wants to comfort him. She wants to get closer to him now. Dang, what you do that for? You need a hug or something? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, peace out, brother. Yeah, that would be it for me. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so she says, everything's going to be all right, and finally Sonny calms down and says, yeah, I count the days. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't worry, it'll be all right. Yeah, I count the days. Which is the next song. And here we go. Uh Uh-huh. The third single in the UK and Europe. Right. It also appeared on the Girls 6 soundtrack in 1996. Yep, it sure did. It sounds like a sweet ballad. Uh Uh-huh, it does. And uh, here's a church, here's a steeple. Here's a church. Oh, it's a love song about marriage. Nope. No, it's Nope, not. it's about blowing somebody away. Yep. Yeah, this is the first of three ballads on the album, and they're all, well, at least two of them, very similar to this one. They're pretty tunes contrasted with very troubling lyrics and mm-hmm. profanity, but real pretty harmonies uh-huh. and background singing by Prince and... Even Sonny T in his falsetto at points on this, I think, sounds a lot like Prince, too. Yeah. Uh, but clearly Prince is singing background on this a lot. But yeah, um, we get this little children. You can see like Sonny putting his hands together and here's the church and here's the steeple. Uh-huh. And he flips his hands over and his little fingers are wiggling and he's like, here's an MF or I got to blow away. <laughs> All right. <laughs> ah. Yeah, they're counting down to revenge. It is about not revenge. Bliss. It's not like a count. It's sort of a countdown to peace, but it's really through revenge that yeah. they're going it's to a, get this. We're going to have peace because we're going to murder all our enemies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, at one point, he says, "Counting like <laughs> Frankie Beverly without maze." Counting like Frankie Beverly without maze. Yep. I'm like, this is a reference that I don't know. I figured you would look that up. <laughs> I looked it up to make sure I was right. Made no notes, figuring that you would handle this one. Okay, so well, well you, if you have something to add, please do interject. Okay. So Frankie Beverly founded the soul band Maze. They started out as 
Raw Soul. Yep. Then they went on tour with Marvin Gaye, who yep. suggested that they change their name to Maze. Yeah. They are evidently still touring in 2019. That I buy, did not know. You can buy some tickets to go see them live. Well, that's kind of cool. Um, but I really don't understand what this is. I couldn't find that Frankie Beverly had a beef with his band or that they were feuding with one another anyway. So I didn't think it was that. I thought it was like peanut butter without jelly. These things go together. Okay. And one is not any good without the other. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, poor everybody there. Yes. Poor Frankie Beverly is no good without May is poor May is no good without Frankie. Right. Beverly. Yes. That's, oh. Okay. Wives, well, I, I seemed almost like they were feuding to me, but that didn't make any sense. So that makes a lot more sense. I think so. I thought it was a little like I hate you because I love you. He's oh, talking okay. about how uh, you know, great day in the morning, the choir sing a pretty song. Every day I'm with your ass is another day wasted. I swear it's a day too long. Like Frankie Beverly without Maze. Uh, I we're together and we should work and we're great. But broken apart, we would oh. be less than half of they a are, whole. They're more than the sum of their parts right. together. Yes. There's some math going on on okay. Exodus and count the days. Well, okay. count the days. Count. Count the days. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I always thought this would have worked really. You know, Prince appeared on uh, The Muppet Show. I thought, where's Count Dracula? Where we need them? <laughs> count. 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 What's his name? The Count. The Count. The count. The count. Uh-huh. From but, Sesame Street is yes. who I think of here but yeah obviously it would have been a hard adaptation uh, oh, yeah <laughs> you don't drop <laughs> f-bombs on sesame street no, i mean not not, not on camera at least no, i don't know what they did behind the you scenes know, you could do whatever they wanted on on hbo now <laughs> yeah. well that's we also true this, but yeah. that's a kind of a weird pace change at the end too which it is does. interesting yep i count the day Yeah, so I enjoy this one for uh, the background lyrics. I mean, if you want to hear some great vocals uh-huh. by Prince in the background, there's they're all over this track. I like the juxtaposition cool. between the the lyrics and the sound of the music. How right it's in almost, opposition they are. Yeah, it's almost like it was written with different lyrics as a pretty song, and they decided, well, let's change these and make them <laughs> kind of hard to hear. Oh. You know, a, a sad kind of situation and story right obviously that's not what happened but that's kind of how it comes off is this and i think very purposeful pretty music pretty vocals Mm -hmm. very street lyrics yeah and addressing tough subjects yes all right then we have the good life can we just point out here from track eight to track nine there's no there's there's no segue. No, praise the Lord. I'm just telling you. <laughs> so we go from counting the days to trying to achieve the good life. Yeah. Uh, so this was the album's second single in the UK and Europe, um, and it was also released in North America. Again, despite the fact that you cannot find the album, right? The Good Life maxi single, which we will cover. Boy, it's just a song about chasing. The good life, working hard, encouraging men to do what's right, encouraging women to take care of children, and like peace to the woman who sees that these children are the future of the world, and warning men to put down guns, stop the violence, and be responsible. 
which is kind of surprising. Again, yeah. we get like the opposite kind of thing. This kind of Sunny T is shooting at television, <laughs> and now we're saying lay down the guns, right. and then we're going to have the most revenge-filled lyrics on Count the Days with the sweetest sounding music, and then uh-huh. we have super funky music with the lay down your weapons message. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's all over fun. the place, but it's fun. It is very fun. So again, this is just Sonny T, Prince, Michael Bland, Tommy Barbarella, and Mr. Hayes. And with Prince all over the background yep. singing The Good Life mm-hmm. and background in the chorus, too. It's so bouncy and danceable. Yeah. And you got some, these infectious keyboards. Yep. And kind of just a di- little bit different of a live drum sound, too. Which is which is cool. We get an uptown reference. Uptown in every movie show. Out of my life to another. That was the only thing that I And again, the entertainment is the real drug. Usually it's Prince's music, but yeah. this time it's the movies. Yes. He left all the funny smelling cigarettes to the American boys. Left all the funny smelling cigarettes to the American boys. I think he specifies American because the album was released in Australia, the UK, and Taiwan, and not the US, even though this was a song mm. that had a single release in the US. I think that's why he specifies American. I respectfully disagree. Really? He talks why? About, because he talks about uh, every day after school, he goes to the movies. That's where you would right. find him. He left all the drugs to... America, you know, to his classmates because he was there watching La Dolce Vida. Was the knob that turned me on, which I had to look up. Uh, I'm like, what? That had to be a film, right? I've never, never seen it. Mm -hmm. Uh, An Italian drama and comedy film from 1960, Mm -hmm. starring. Marcello Mastriani. Thank you very much. Uh, he gets a shout out in this song as Italian Mac coming on strong. He was the star of the film as a reporter named Marcello Rubini. Okay. Marcello Mastriani, Italian Mac coming on strong. They're in awe of him because he had all the honeys, the kind from the magazines, small waist, big chests, the biggest ones you've ever seen. <laughs> yep. Uh, so he. I guess being Sonny in this case, but really Prince as the writer saying that he was watching foreign films instead of out smoking weed with his buds. Yeah, but why would he specify American? Because he was watching an an Italian Italian movie. movie, So I thought Mm -hmm. that was just a country contrast. Okay, that's fine. Man, what kind of movie theater was he going to where they were showing a movie from 1960? I don't know. In the Especially in the mid-70s when he was in high school. Yeah. I don't know. Probably because it's fiction. <laughs> <laughs> he mentions that his mom is getting her master's degree. Wanted to get her master's degree so she can make a better way. See, yeah. I'm like, does she go to school with pussy? <laughs> Control? You mean Miss Control? <laughs> I'm like, maybe they're classmates. They could be. But again, like a lot of female empowerment here. Mm -hmm. You know, how hard his mom's working to work work all night, school all day, trying to get a master's degree and setting examples for kids. Yeah, cool. Pretty good message. Yeah. 
And then there's the rap that I mentioned earlier, peace to the mother that knows that the babies are the key to the world, key to the world, the battles of the future will be won by those who teach those baby boys and girls. Peace to the mother that knows that the babies are the key to the world, key to the world, the battles of the future will be won by those who teach those baby boys and girls. This so is he's basically our- setting up women as the heroes of the world uh-huh. in the song. Yes. This is our plea to the brothers who are tired of the barely getting by. Instead, you should try to see your future map out of your steps and make sure no one dies. Yeah. This is our plea to the brothers who are tired of the barely getting by. Instead, you should try to see your future map out of your steps and make sure no one dies. Pretty good rap. Yep. And then when every day gets on your last one, Mm -hmm. give it up and go to the place in everyone's future, the good life. And I'm like, is this a literal place Mm -hmm. or something to attain? Is it heaven? Yeah. What is it? I'm not exactly sure. I don't know. You tell me. You watched The Good Place. Oh, that didn't have anything to do with this. (laughs) (laughs) I did watch The Good Place, but spoiler alert. It's hell. Uh, It was hell. (laughs) No, it was good. It was not good. I thought it was really good, but that's fine. Uh, This song could have been in the soundtrack to... The uh-huh. Good Place, the had good, there been a soundtrack yeah. to the TV show. Yeah. It fit together. Sure. Then we have another song without a segue. And you're getting Ooh. spoiled here because yes. uh, it's only track 10. Uh-huh. There's a lot more to go. <laughs> <laughs> cherry, the, cherry. The second ballad on the album. Yes. Very, like, 50s, 60s sound yes. and, yes. like, late 50s, early 60s kind of nostalgic very teeny bopper almost yeah. kind of reminds me of a stylistic song like yeah. betcha by golly wow that yeah. Prince covered on emancipation however being the second of three ballads my first note here for this song is three words this is sad <laughs> yeah um you know song about falling in love in high school and getting married and then seeing his wife abused by a former boyfriend who figured that that would cause him to break up, and then he goes out and buys a, buys a gun to go and kill him, only to find that there his mom is standing outside the house, and she's committed suicide. Hmm. Well, well, we'll get there. Okay, get there. <laughs> so she has a real name. Yep. Uh, Rosanda. Rosanda was her real name. But she has a chosen one, Cherry. Rosanda was a real name, a Cherry was her. Who else do we know who has a real name and a chosen name? Oh, uh, the artist formerly known as Prince. That's right. He's talking about high school and his basketball games, but it's kind of reminiscing, so I'm cool with that. I thought it was really funny that the girls wore their lingerie and flashed the opposing team. Camisoles. This is a flashback to a word used on, I think, every album by the time in Uh the 1980s, right? Yes. Whenever the North would run the basket or run the hoop, Cherry would flash them and they would fall. (laughs) Yes. Every time the North would run the hoop, Cherry would flash. 
She had a boyfriend who gave her money. I liked his name. That she spent it on Prince. What was his name? His, her boyfriend's name is Wilbur. Wilbur. That's right. Wilbur. Poor Wilbur. <laughs> yep. So I was surprised that Cherry settled down since, uh-huh. she, you know, she was cheating on Wilbur with Prince. Yeah. Or Sunny T. Or Sunny T. Yeah. I always just kind of assume it's Prince. Okay. So our protagonist, after the former boyfriend beats up Cherry, yeah, he's not going to leave Cherry. Nope. Rather, he's going to give her freedom by getting rid of this guy. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, he comes home to find Cherry has committed suicide. Cherry, Cherry, another victim of a suicide. But I'm thinking this is a little fishy. Okay. I, ju- I just, did, was she guilty? But, you know, why would she, I'm not exactly sure why she would kill herself. I mean, was she just that embarrassed? Seems ridiculous. She knows that our protagonist loves her. So I don't know, quite know why she would do this. So it kind of made me, and you'd think he'd go and buy the gun and go to the place where the former boyfriend was. Yeah. But he didn't. He went home. Right. To find out that she had committed suicide. And I and I don't know. Just something smells a little bit about it. So I kind of wondered if she wasn't murdered and had it made it look like a suicide. Or that there was a inauthentic narrator giving mm. us some information here. Ooh. As our college English professor said, who is this bastard and why is he lying to me exactly. when you read a book? Exactly. I'll tell you where I thought you were going to go with this. I thought you were going to say that you thought the story was kind of a retelling of Prince being dead. That Cherry Cherry was Prince. It could be. Um, That's also a fair interpretation. I didn't know we were going to get into NPG CSI. (laughs) Well, that's where I go quite a lot. (laughs) That could be. Yeah, it's sad. Well, I don't know. We don't have any evidence that this guy has a violent history, do we? How many televisions has he murdered? (laughs) Fair. Fair. Then we have segue number three. Yes, track 11. Uh Um, So Sonny T is driving. Yes, and Baby Don't Care from Mm -hmm. Maite's Child of the Sun album is playing in the background. Yes. So he's just yelling and he gets yelled at in return. That's essentially yeah. what happens in these 18 seconds. I liked the, uh, ah, he called us broke. <laughs> oh, he called us broke. I don't know why that bit was funny to me. <laughs> I don't but know that why bit you, was how you funny. find that funny and you're not <laughs> laughing at <laughs> Anybody ask you what you knew? I don't know. Some things strike me as funny and some things don't. All right. Well, maybe if that was I retell... The next time we're driving, I'll reenact this, and we'll see if you don't find it funny if I do it. And then we'll know there's some weird connection that's like a world of opposites between me and the NPG. Okay. I think it'll be fun to do. I really do. (laughs) We'll see if you get your butt kept in the car or not. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there's not a lot there. Then we have Return to the Bump Squad. Funky, funky tune. 
Yes. Seven minutes and 20 seconds long. It's very long. It's very long, but it's very fun. Yes. I think. Yes. Um, this is a bigger band effort. We've got Sonny T, Prince, Michael Bland, Tommy Barbarella, Mr. Hayes, Maite, a bunch of background vocalists, and Eric Leeds. Yay. Yes, he does uh, saxophone and flutes. Yes. Yes. Which is awesome. So I tried to sum this up. Okay, please, please do. Because I'm thinking, what if Chris asked me, who is the Bump Squad? What are they returning from? Where were they? What have they been doing? And why are they coming back? <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, you asked way more questions than I did in your imagination about what I might ask about. So I do tell me. I'm trying to prepare myself, but I never thought again in my wildest preparations that Cherry Cherry was going to be a crime investigation. <laughs> If I had to sum up Return of the Bump Squad, first of all, funky and fun, about the arrival of the NPG on the scene, we're here to fight police violence, injustice, in the name of the Lord, while using racial slurs. <laughs> Fair. Okay. There are a lot of jiggas and words that rhyme with jiggas. Uh-huh. But, and very fun lyrics, all sung in falsetto by uh, Sonny T and backed up by Prince. You can hear him a mm-hmm. lot on this. Yes. So somebody comes in smelling like a dozen cans of wet magic shave. What's that funky smell? <laughs> <laughs> From out of nowhere, saw the cane. Smelling like a dozen cans of wet magic shave. What's that funky smell? I didn't know what magic shave was. Oh. It's razorless cream shave. It's like nair, but gentler. Yes. Targeted particularly to black men because they're curly facial hair. It's tougher, right? Well, it's tougher. And if you don't um, take care of it, you can get not only razor burn pretty badly, but because the hair is curly, it can cause ingrown hairs pretty easily. Exactly. So this is a way to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. To have a clean face yeah. without those kind of issues. So this is, I mean, I think this also recognizes what I said in a previous podcast about what I less, what I like less about this band. I think it was the Love Symbol album that the fact that Rosie Gaines left and there wasn't a strong female vocalist mm-hmm. on the album. And here is just that smelling like a dozen cans of wet magic shave tells you that the MPG is a bunch of guys. Yeah, it's a bunch of dudes. Right? Well, bunch we knew it was a bunch of dudes. They're like shooting televisions and yelling stuff at the way of the club. Yeah, women do that. Um, do women shoot televisions? <laughs> I've never met any woman who's met who's shot a television. I've never now, met a man to be, who I've, has shot a television. I was just going to say, I don't know if I know any men who've shot a television. but True. Then we get the call out for Tora Tora in the next line, which mm-hmm. I think is fun. Some fool in a red mask toting a one-eyed bass uh-huh. pulled it out, stuck it up in the police officer's face, and said, "Some fool in a red mask toting a one-eyed bass." Pulled it out, stuck it up in the police officer's face, and said, "And we get the chorus, yeah, which I think is really cool. Pretty violent, though. It's violent. Man. I mean, what I think is cool is." Throughout this album, they make fun of, and Prince makes fun of, his own disguise. Uh, The red mask that he wore that was kind of see-through. And when you think of Prince, you don't necessarily think of a bass player, although he was an accomplished one. And it's just called out in the lyrics here, which I think is, is pretty cool. Yep. So the chorus is about telling the police officer to bow out, get out of the way, surrender your weapon, 
And nothing can save you unless his name is God. Yeah. Only an act of God can save somebody. Man, right. that's yeah. troubling. Yeah. Uh, Nona's in the backyard. Surely this must be a reference to Nona Gay. Nona Gay, yep. Yep. She's got to get free, y'all, so she can sell her tape. Nona's in the backyard, but she got to wait. Move. She's got to get free, y'all, so she can sell her tape. I'm like, is she trying to get on New Power Generation Records? She is. She's got to get free. That's right. Well, they had a song together, Nona Gay and Prince, right. that was released, Love Sign, which we'll get to in a future episode. So yes, it's kind of, again, recounting what we've heard from Prince about, and from his call to not that record company, about what you have to do to be able to mm-hmm. download your music into your fans' computers. Yep. Then we, we get a reading yes. from Exodus Come down in to the, the Bible. Pulpit. Yep. Yep. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. <laughs> it makes sense that we get it on an album called Exodus, but it's a little weird here. I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, the Bible's fairly violent. It is, but we get a very soulful reading of it also. With people, you know, a band member in the background saying, we don't need that, put that away. (laughs) Yeah. Much more violent and vulgar terms. All right. Then we have the Mashed Potato Girl intro. Why? I don't know why. This is called Mashed Potato Girl intro and track 14 is just segue. Which is often referred to as Mashed Potato Girl. It should be. Yes. Referred to that way. Yes. It's, I I don't know, it's weird. I did like... Television. Let's see what's on the television. Yes. As a reference to television yes. in the intro. Yep. But in the actual Mashed Potato Girl titled segue, mm-hmm. oddly, yeah, we this get... Is, this is what's on the TV yes. after Sunny T arrives home. So you've got Sunny T in the right channel and the yes. TV in, in the, the left, left channel. So yes. you're way better off panning to the left... Uh-huh. And listen to what's going on. Yes. Yeah, so, well, and it's funny because I sat there and I did. I like just sat there. I listened to this several times just to kind of catch everything that was going on. And I'd sit and I just concentrated on my left ear mm-hmm. while it played. See, and then I just concentrated on my right as ear. As a woman. Yes. Me, I've got to pan it. I can't listen you to can't, both. You can't just like only pay attention to what's happening in one Side can't do it. Oh, it's okay. too distracting. Okay, well, so Sunny T is cooking some food yep. in one channel, and Tora Tora Prince is talking about Italian food uh-huh. in the left channel. Well, I think that it's Tora Tora as Prince as the customer, and Prince playing the what we later find out is the restaurant uh-huh. owner with yeah. the Italian uh, accent. Telling him the story. Okay. So shall we talk about each channel separately? Go ahead. Let's talk about Sunny T. Oh, so yeah. he's looking for some food. He's yep. home alone. Yeah. He starts cooking something with instructions. Yes. He can't find the pan he's looking for. The phone rings and he's cooking and then he finds a note. And he yep. starts reading it, and he realizes he can't read this and talk on the phone. He's got to hang up the phone. Yeah. Hey, hey what's this? Mm, let me call you back. And then he realizes it's a Dear John letter. Yes, he's been broken up with. <laughs> yeah, his girl is not just not home. She's gone. Yep. And then he storms out and leaves the TV on. Thank goodness. <laughs> 
we have Tora Tora, who's telling the story of a date that went awry. <laughs> a little. <laughs> Here's a, a, he goes on a date to an Italian food place with this girl. She orders a bunch of food while well, he's in the bathroom, says she just wants to nibble, <laughs> and she ends up eating everything. Oh, and he says, <laughs> nibble my ass. <laughs> <laughs> She just wanted to nibble. Nibble my ass. So he gets uh, mad at her and throws mashed potatoes. Uh-huh. And the waiter defends her by throwing the He thinks bowl it's going to be water. Mr. Big Shot. <laughs> There's a bowl of water that you would might dip your fingers in to clean them. Yeah, a finger bowl. A finger bowl. And they, that gets dumped over his head. Mm-hmm. So the man was so mad that he bought the restaurant and now the mashed potato girl works at the cash register yeah. and the person he's talking to is like, look at her. She's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, God, like, buddy. what is wrong with you yes. that you were mad at her that she orders? Look at her. She's beautiful. Yeah. Who cares if she eats a bunch of food? I know her. You're going to eat this? That's the mashed hey, potato this bread. girl? She, she's great. Is this what the best you? bread in the city or what? What the f*** is your problem? Look at her. She's, you eat like she's, a f- Gorgeous. That is Prince really Sue doing the other side of the conversation. Oh, really? I didn't like, realize that. That's the mashed potato girl. She's great. She, look at her. She's she's gorgeous. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Oh, even just him as like the restaurant owner, owner slash waiter uh-huh. telling the guy, uh, you, you going to eat that? You're not going to eat it. And it tells him, <laughs> yeah. that, you know, you eat like a bird. You want some bird seed or something? <laughs> Still hungry? You hungry? No, you're not hungry. You want some bird seed or something? <laughs> it's yes. very entertaining. It is funny. I mean, if you had to get rid of every segue on this album and keep one, mm. keep the mashed potato girl. You mean track fourteen segue? No, I mean the mashed potato girl okay. because I want mashed potato girl intro and mashed potato girl segue proper smushed together and kept as one. Yeah, this so. is it. Prince had a thing with pretending to be waiters or restaurant owners also. He did this at the end of the track Chocolate mm-hmm. that's on uh, the Times album Pandemonium right. where he's serving Morris Day. He was definitely into food for a tiny man. Uh, yeah. He knew a lot about food. Oh, well. Best bread in the city. Yeah. You like broads? So then we have Big Fun. Another 7 minute and 20 second Funk workout, I guess yes. you could call this. Yes. And uh, Eric Lee's back again. Yes. Which I welcome. Yes. It was great. Yeah. We have the music. Some of the music from this song was later used on Poom Poom, which yep. came out on Crystal Ball. Yes. Some of the lyrics uh-huh. were used on New Power, No Space. Soul. Yes. New power without a space. Space. Soul. 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 Yes. Yes, you're right. New yeah. power, no space. Particularly Soul. get freaky, let, let your, your head, head bob. bob. Yes. I remember you mentioned when we first started dating, I remember we went for a drive once in my 1992 Chrysler LeBaron convertible. Uh-huh. And this had just come out. And I remember playing the song, and you particularly said how much you did not like it. And I was really? like, oh, my God, okay. Well. Really? Well, yeah. I guess taste change, because. 
Did you enjoy it I on mean, a revisit? You don't recall that little trip? No, we were driving down by the Guadalupe River. <laughs> wow, through, he's got through Starkey some... Park. Okay, in Seguin. Okay, and we were listening to the song. Okay, I don't recall that at all. Yeah, so Prince is all over this. You can hear him singing "Get Freaky," "Let the Head Bob" in the background. Mm-hmm. That's him. Yes, and I always do it. Oh yeah, you do. Always, oh, you always do, always do the, the head, head bob. bob. Yes, it's the power or the new power, maybe, of suggestion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the little break at the beginning with the bass guitar was mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. The part that I don't like about the song is Sonny's little intro about "Yo, let me light that." Yo, let me light that. Haven't I seen you somewhere before? What's your name? Have I seen you somewhere before? <laughs> What's your name? It just comes off as corny to me. Yeah. It's it's quick and it pays off to get into this song. Yeah. Big fun, I guess, another euphemism for sex. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I, we get a year reference. You know how I love a year reference? June of I 94. Have, I had my boys watching you since June of 94. Which, you know, puts it at 94, 95. Yep, exactly. Yep. Uh, he calls out another song on the album, but next time we're we going to get wild. Yes. Next time wild. He also mentions Solomon. Solomon, he, uh-huh. he ain't got no more women than me. Uh-huh. Solomon ain't no got no more women than me. That's bold because Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Right. That's a, quite a lot of women. It is. A, it's like, you know, I got more more holes in a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those kinds of things. Uh, there were some a, cool screamy guitars. Very much so, yes. Some interesting sort of wind instruments here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, that, I believe that's all Eric leads with yeah. the wind instruments and the fluty kinds of stuff. Yes, but they're unusual and interesting. There's also a little break where Prince has a sort of accented statement that I was excited to look up and see if I could figure out what he was saying. The best lyrics that I could find are silly MFR, like he won a four step. Hey. Yeah, I'm like... Which I don't understand. I don't know if that's right or not, and I can't make it out myself. Yeah. But it's a great little part. It's a four-step. I know what a two-step is. Is it, like, twice fast? (laughs) That would make sense (laughs) if you're counting the days. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. No, Um, neither. But I thought this song is great. Um, He played this in concert a number of times, even during the Emporium show that I talked to you about. He was... Promoting this album and plays a little bit of it for the crowd. That's cool. It's a lot of fun. I think this is one of the highlights of the album for me. Cool. And I remember when I first listened to this album 25 years ago, I would get Big Fun and Return of the Bump Squad mixed up in my head and start inner oh. twining lyrics in my uh-huh. head when it would just get stuck in my mind after yeah. listening to it. So It's not a terrible mashup. No, no, no. I think it'd be a great mashup. Yeah. At least in my head. It's awesome. I wish I could hear it. (laughs) Then we have 
another segue-ish. Yes. Kind of. Yep. New Power Day. Yeah, that was my note. My first note is, despite its title, it is another segue. Uh-huh. Not three minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah. There's some confusing sports stuff. They're talking about the International Basketball League. So there actually was an International Basketball League, but it wasn't a thing until after this was already released. I wondered if it was just a copyright thing. Yeah, that, uh, maybe. You know, mentioning the NBA, maybe there was they were trying to stay out of legal issues or whatever, but then they do mention the Cavaliers. And the Bullets, yeah. which were... Washington. <laughs> well, they were, yeah, they were... In Baltimore, mm-hmm. and they became the Washington Wizards, but they haven't been the Bullets since 1973. I'll have to look that up. Well, I thought that I, I did look it up, oh, and okay. it said they were the Bullets until 1973, and then they moved to Washington, became the Wizards. Yeah, they were just it's a bunch of dudes talking about stuff. We don't know how reliable the narrators are here. And then they break into Janelle's house. With so much money on me, I figured I ought to hit Janelle's house. <laughs> Janelle is my taste middle name. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. I'm sorry, I was too busy looking up the Washington Wizards and the Bullets, because I thought, I remember watching basketball, and they moved to Washington. They changed their name to, in 1973 to the Capitol Bullets, became the Washington Bullets, and then in 1997 rebranded themselves as the Wizards. Okay, so we're both right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> We're both right. Yeah. We're both right. <laughs> anyway. I did not know that Maite's middle name was Janelle. Yes. And she's a Rican. <laughs> like a yes. Puerto Rican. They call yes. her a Rican. Right. Janelle's a Rican, you know. And them beans and rice is a habit at Janelle's house, you know. Right. It eats a lot of beans and rice. Like yes. you get what you get if you break into somebody's. Oh, we got to tell the story a little bit. Okay, so go ahead. He is. Uh, this is Prince. This is Prince speaking as Tora Tora, right? He's approached by someone who tries to mug him. Hey, man, you ought to give me fifty dollars, man. Yo, man, you ought to let me have fifty dollars, man. <laughs> and thankfully, Tora Tora's crew is coming around the corner and beats the mugger up. Uh huh. Beat him so bad, change fell out of his pockets, which I thought was really funny. You did not find it funny. No. Not even when I say it? That's one of the few things when you say it from this I (laughs) I don't really find. I find it funny that the mugger becomes the muggy. (laughs) Now that's funny. (laughs) So he had all this money since he robbed the mugger and decided that he better stop by Janelle's house, his girlfriend. Uh-huh. He rings the doorbell. She doesn't answer and didn't know what she was doing. A little disgusting for a Prince album that you can hear what she's doing, which is using the bathroom. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Seems like the kind of thing that later year Prince would, you know, turn his nose up at real quickly, so to speak. Uh, he goes through the window your own fault dude <laughs> oh yeah where he says yeah J- janelle's a reekin uh-huh. which sounds like, like she, she stinks, stinks but, but she's, she's a puerto, puerto rican. rican yes yes and talks about uh, how much rice and beans right then beans and rice is a habit at janelle's house which i also think is funny how he says it i just thought that prince's part when he tells these stories it doesn't sound like he's reading a script at all 
It's no. well acted. Yes. When Sonny T and others are doing these scripts, it sounds very, or these skits, it sounds very forced. Sure. So I think that's what I appreciate about this one and Mashed Potato Girl are my two favorites on here, especially when he says, it hit me. I don't know what it was, but it hit me hard. Soon as I got inside, it hit me. <gasps> I don't know what it was, but it hit me hard. And it was the smell. smell. Uh-huh. So he, tri- then he tries to get out of the bathroom, trips over Janelle, who's got a bruised rear end from crowd surfing. Uh-huh. She gets real mad and tries goes into a fight with him, and he says, Yeah, we went, she took him out. We went two rounds. Janelle can bomb. <laughs> Janelle can bomb. Yeah, that's right. She is embarrassed and angry that you broke into her house. And in pain. And and uncomfortable. And she's going to show you the door. Which I think is just... I found it funny. I listened to this one a lot. Oh, okay. That's fine. I'm glad glad you do. They do name check Prince's Glam Slam nightclub. That's right, where he gets some Long Island iced teas. Mm -hmm. So I left and I went to Glam Slam. Slammed a few Long Islands. And then another segue. Oh boy. Two in a row. Yeah. So girls, maybe. Yeah. They're yeah. singing This is the Way We Make the Rain yeah. to the tune of the Mulberry Bush nursery right. rhyme. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we hear the bubbling of something. We assume it's the soup. Right. Yeah. Yes, the contaminated soup which will induce hallucina- hallucinations. Yes. Which is Hallucination Rain, the right. next song. Yes. It was included on the Get Wild single. Yep. Uh, David Botter is uh, contributed electric violin. I can't find anything about this guy other than the fact that he was in the Los Angeles Philharmonics Junior Ensemble. Right. And I uh, added someone on Twitter to see if they were the person oh, really? who did it, but I have not heard back from them. So, uh, okay. As of this huh. recording, they have not yeah, apparently confirmed Prince... nor denied. Okay. I don't know why they would deny it. It's nothing to be ashamed of uh, or shy away from, but Prince met this guy in LA, I guess, and flew yeah. him in to add this electric yeah. violin to hallucination rain. Right. Evidently, the soup is spiked with some kind of drug. It is. It's weird. None of it makes sense, probably because it's a drug trip. Yeah. This um, is like a funk acid trip, this yeah. whole song is. I would have much preferred it just be an instrumental. I think it would have been more successful. You know what I would have preferred if it wasn't included at all? Oh, I, fair. I'm not a fan of this thing at no. all. Like I said at the beginning, here we have Sunny T doing, I think, just some really poor script reading with my skin's crawling. Feels yeah. strange. I don't know. My skin's crawling. Feels strange. Mmm, I don't know. It feels strange. I want to say, anybody ask you what you knew? And hit skip. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I also think, you know, any song named with rain in it that's on a Prince-related oh, album. Oh, it better be perfect. Yeah. This is not perfect. No. I think a lot of people love this song. It does swell at the end, and you get crazy guitar solos, and... Of, like you said, like a, better uh, as an instrumental. Yeah, yes, 
Okay. I'll take give me give me the guitar solos yeah. and let's yeah. dispatch Even with the, the poor acting. The repeat of the chorus of Hallucination oh, yeah. Rain. I feel like I could have sung that. It almost sounds like I am singing it. <laughs> well, you just did sing it, but <laughs> uh, yes. And I think it's on par with what's on the record. Okay. There was one earlier configuration of this album that did not include this track, and then it got added back on. I wonder why. Somebody thought it was a great idea, or that it maybe it helped tell the story a little bit more, that it fit into the yeah. overarching theme of the of the record. Um, so if that's the case, fine. But this is a skippable track to me. Give me the, give me give me a new power day segue instead. <laughs> I'd rather hear more about Janelle and her rice and beans. <laughs> that's fair. Me too. All right, then we have the NPG Bum Rush the Ship. Here we go. This They're is like outer George, space. Talk about George Clinton mothership kind uh, of stuff. Uh-huh. This is really it. Yes. Um, I think that this is what Space Force is going to be like. We're going to have Space Force. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> it's our country's great idea for Space Force. We're going to send. It's going to be complete with Sunny T snoring in the background. Yes. Yeah. And sending soldiers up into a spaceship to protect us from the ultimate weapon, the endorphin machine. Yes. The photelic engines. That's yeah. a made up word, by the way. Okay. I looked. To, I tried to look it up. Yeah. Uh, no. It doesn't mean anything. Okay, good. Because I was like, what does that mean? Yeah, nothing. It, mean, it means somebody made up a word. That's yeah. what it means. So the band has a laser battle with these <laughs> invaders and win. I think we got control now. You will be moved when the MVG Then uh, we go right into the next song. Yeah. The Exodus has begun. The final music track on the album, more than 10 minutes in length, which is long. It is long. I think could have been better had it been edited down a little bit. But we get the whole thing, and I personally love this song. Oh, The more I okay. listen to it, the more I like it. It's a uh, Prince as Tora Tora on lead vocals, and then a slew of other band members and horns and the Steels. Even Levi Caesar Jr. has a part of this. But I think it kind of sums up the album very well in this last track, and it's kind of fun to listen to. And we get this, again, swell at the end with uh, guitar solos. crazy instrumental parts but it's basically prince with his voice slowed down speaking and then singing behind himself and the singing parts come before the spoken parts with like a reverse echo mm-hmm. in my mind yeah um and we get lots of mentions of other projects and songs during this era right go yes, ahead i have uh, children of the sun yes as he mentions that's uh, My Taste album. Right. Love Sign. Yep. Was a song on 1-800-NEW-FUNK. Yep. Days of Wild. Yep. Which was slated for the gold experience. But yes. But got taken off. Yeah. Yep. The Exodus has begun. These are the names of the children of the sun. Popping the love sign in the days of wild. Then we had, All that is good in the eyes of heaven will rebuke Powder Monkey Ways. And I'm like, what is 
powder monkey is somebody who works with explosives. Yes. Yes. So I think they're promoting peace. Yes. Exactly. On an album it's an where anti- they do a lot yes. of fighting for sport. They do. But yes. So yes, anti-war album also um, has a bit of Prince's beef with the music industry in it with yeah, the fair. blackface punks who okay. pay them pennies on the dollar yes, that the okay. wages are not equal. Yes. So <laughs> I, ha- I, I wanted to know what these were. Spatchcocks in blackface offer us pennies when yep. it's millions and millions upon millions they reap. Spatchcocks in blackface offer us pennies when it's millions they reap. So obviously that's a dig at the record companies, but right. I was like, what's a spatchcock? Is it something he made up? No, no. It's a whole piece of poultry, usually uh-huh. a chicken. That's flayed and flattened so it can cook quickly. Wow. That's what a spatchcock is. I did not know that. I did not even think to look it up. I thought it was just an insult. Well, I mean, it is an insult. I mean, you know, some <laughs> You're insults, not wrong. Some insults are just putting a couple words <laughs> together that sound... Uh-huh, derogatory. Right. Yeah, and but... it becomes an insult. But yeah, there you go. No, All no. Right. This is... It's an actual cooking term. <laughs> See, again, he knows a lot about food. <laughs> yeah, yes. A lot about food. A lot about food. Especially funny for a guy who would later become vegan and not eat chicken at all. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah. Very, very true. So this thing, I fully admit, it meanders a lot. It is long. Uh, It's hard to understand in some points. But as a whole and as a finale to an album that is like as sprawling and weird and all over the place as this one is, I thought it was a fitting ending, and I enjoyed listening to it. I uh, enjoyed it more listening to it in the last week or so than I did previously. Oh, okay. Especially since I made a pitch-altered version of the song <gasps> so that you could hear it and hear Prince's normal vocals. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty fun to listen to. It is, so I, yeah. I may I'll give put a little you, clip on that. Yeah, I'll give you a little piece of it so you yeah. can share it. Have mercy. The exodus has begun. We also get a reference to George Clinton's a song from his album Hey Man Smell My Finger and like George said, get satisfied. Yes. Yeah. Like your he did a lot of chants of Let's Get Satisfied. So this was an album that came out in 1993, so slightly before the era we're covering now. We'll figure out a way to get to it. Um, but mm. there was some Prince involvement with the album, and it was Prince trying to help George Clinton out of some financial tax trouble. Mm-hmm. He recorded a couple albums on Paisley Park. And then yeah. Some songs had some Prince involvement. That happened to be one of them. Yep. Good and then guy. they dedicate this to the memory of his royal badness, may he rest in peace, which I'm sure is Prince. Since. Oh, yes. It's dedicated to the memory of his royal badness. No, Prince he even said, oh, this he is does. Sonny T saying, this, this S is dedicated to the memory of his royal badness. I know his name, that MF and Prince. Uh-huh. Rest in peace, slur. Yep. So another full admission that, you know, this is, he's moved on. Yep, and then we have a little outro. An outro skit because why not end it with a with a with a we started, segue? We started with a skit, yeah, so. one that was 
relatively enjoyable and kind of funny and cute. Yes. Well, we're going to end it with a stilted one. Well, they wake up and the whole thing was a dream. Sonny T wakes up, the whole thing is a dream. What was the sitcom? What? Wake uh, up, man. We're late, man. We're late man. for rehearsals. Come uh, on. Man, I, I dream, man. You, you, you were there and the whole band was... Come on, man. Yeah. We're late again, man. Oh, New Heart. New Heart. This is the New Heart of Exodus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's the, the New Heart of the Prince catalog? Yes. It's almost like, well, we didn't know how to end this, so we'll make it all a dream. As if we... It couldn't have just been a work of fiction, and yes, we yeah. understand that the NPG isn't flying into orbit to save the world. <laughs> But, we don't really think that they beat up a DJ because they were tired of Ladies' Night again. Right. This wasn't some kind of audio book of Sonny T's backstory. Yeah. In the nonfiction section right. of the library. Yes. Harmless, I guess. It's 37 seconds, and of course it ends with an explosion, which... To me, again, is contrary to the anti-war, anti-violence kind of message. We have members of the band committing acts of violence throughout this whole thing, from beating up a DJ, beating up a mugger, even though he might have deserved it, shooting a TV, um, going to kill the ex-boyfriend of his wife, Uh and then ending the record with an explosion also. Mixed messages, I guess you could say, from the Exodus album. Yep. So we've covered... Everything that we're going to talk about. Whoo, whoo, 21 tracks. It's quite a lot. It is. It seems like a much longer album it than really, it is. It really and I mean, does. it's not because, in my opinion anyway, it's not because it's bad. There's great moments on it. Yeah. But the segues do make it longer than it needs to be, especially when you've got a cup three songs longer than seven minutes, one longer mm-hmm. than 10 minutes mixed in with sketches and poorly acted stuff that get in the way a little bit. But again, it was a side project. This I don't think that they recorded this thinking, you know, this is going this to be the be next Diamonds hit. and Pearls. No. And I've got top 40 hits on this. So right. That was not it at all. It was no. just a, a funk workout and screwing around with your boys and your multi-million dollar record complex and doing whatever you wanted because you could. Right. So, all right. Yeah, so now like we make said, some selections. Yeah. You force us to do this. You, you force us to uh, do this. Force it. So we choose three things. We choose a time capsule, something that exemplifies the... Material that we're covering, either when it was recorded or when it was released, it's the choice of the host making the selection. We choose a C, the thing that we liked the least. Not S-E-A. that it's yes, yes, not that it's bad, just that it's the thing that spoke to us the least. It and the could mountain. be bad. It could be real bad. <laughs> <laughs> and the mountain, the thing that we liked the best. Right. So because they're my rules, I always go first. Fine. The time capsule for me is The Good Life. Oh, okay. Because I just remember hearing it. Oh. Now, I will admit fully that this is not my favorite version of this song, that I prefer one of some of the remixes, which are excellent, which we're going to talk about. Which are also kind of far removed from the song itself. Yes. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes. And (laughs) yeah, so that's mine. Okay. My time capsule is Get Wild, just because of the fact that he, Prince, the artist formerly known as Prince at the time, used it in so many ways. It was a single, it was a maxi single, you got different versions of it, remixes, house versions, jazz versions, it was a perfume. Yeah. Uh, Part of the raps used in Get Wild were used in other projects also that we talked about, Um, so that was kind of the 
from 94, 95 was sort of a get wild kind of period. He played it live a lot. Um, so I thought that was a good candidate for a time capsule. Tucked Excellent. Away. That was my runner up. Oh yeah. Yes. All right. I didn't have a runner up. I made a choice and left all the others behind <laughs> like the endorphin machine. <laughs> okay. Then we have the C, the thing that we like the least. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to have some agreement here. Okay. Hallucination Rain. Really? I'm shocked. Go ahead. Why? Because I didn't like it. Well, usually you have an explanation. <laughs> I just, I thought, if it would have been an instrumental, I would, I don't know that it would have made my C, but okay. I might have chosen something else. But the stilted conversation and the not mm-hmm. fantastic singing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, actually, I know. I, I you're, you're right. I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like kind of meh on it. Um, I, you would think that the kind of acid funk workout would be a lot of fun, but I unfortunately, I think it's just Sonny's vocals on it just fall flat, and it's kind of goofy. Um, it's the most skippable track to me. I would I would take the Mashed Potato Girl segue and the New Power Day segue easily over this song. Fair. To listen to again. Fair. Um, and again, you know you're going to come under criticism when you record a song like Purple Rain and then there's a song like Hallucination Rain. And not only is it... Uh, you shouldn't be comparing these songs based on the titles anyway... But it's well, just... Well, but anytime you put rain in the title of anything yeah. in Princess Involved, that's the first comparison that everybody's sure. going to make. Sure, So uh, just don't put I rain in the, the title. I the concept was lame. The, <laughs> He's being the vocals were not good. Yeah. The most poorly sung song on the album Fair. to me. Then the mountain. Evidently I've grown because now I really like Big Fun. Oh my gosh. I, can't, I mean, I remember you like being annoyed. Really? Yes. I don't recall that at all. You, I think you turned it off, in fact, after what? all the repeating of you complained about the get freaky, let the head bob. Oh, well, now refrain. I really like it. So, you know, growth. All right. <laughs> growth or recession. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, you like the song. Uh, yeah, so that's exactly. Good. I um, narrowed mine down to three. It was either going to be Return of the Bump Squad or Big Fun or The Exodus Has Begun. And I'll be honest with you, this morning I had it as Big Fun. And then I started listening to the those three songs again, and I changed my mind, and I'm giving it to The Exodus Has Begun. Okay. I just think it's funky, it's fun. Uh, the spoken word stuff is cool. I'm doing a little simple audio work with your prints in a normal voice. Speaking it, I think the delivery was was really cool, and this is one of the few times when I'd say his altered vocals enhanced a song rather than pulled it down or just was unnecessary. Um, And I don't know why he felt like he needed to be Torah Torah for to take on this new personality. He had just changed his name, and maybe it was a contractual thing that they didn't want to say that Prince had lead vocals on this song. But anyway, that was easily my... Uh, mountain, but the cool. two runners up were Return of the Bum Squad and Big Fun. Fun. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'd like before we say what we're going to do next time. I'd like to give a shout out to friend of the pod Chamber Stevens. He had asked that we take a look at a couple of live shows from 1994, June 9th and 10th, yeah. that were at the Miami show, and so I asked you, Josh, about right. it. And you said you'd already picked a different 
concert also from Miami, but from 1995. So we're going to cover that, but we wanted to thank you chambers for requesting something. Um, I did send him our also friend of the pod, Hamish Witta. Uh, he's got a website, Prince off the record, princerecordings.com. And mm-hmm. he has covered the two concerts that chambers wanted to hear about. Yep. So I will post those. Yeah, maybe not immediately, but those maybe when we do the live show. Yeah. Episode. This was a period too where Prince was kind of going to more smaller, smaller venues and his own venues and playing to smaller crowds and playing not much of his back catalog at all. So there are right. loads of shows that he did that are well documented by Hamish, as you mentioned, and a few of them are floating around. And yeah, I picked uh, one for us to cover. We could make this a year long. Uh, series yes, on, we were on trying this to podcast cover. if we wanted to cover everything from 1994 to 1995. Um, as much as we'd love to do that, there's a little material uh, outside of this area, era that we need to get to also. So this is part of our plan to yeah. kind of at least top level it and then also dig a little deeper for some ancillary projects that um, we might be able to cover. Right. So next time... Next time on we're the Mountains not do- and the Sea. Yeah, we're not doing the live show just yet. No, that's coming up, though. We'll get to it. Uh, we've, we're still in the land of Exodus. We've got maxi singles for Get Wild and The Good Life that yes. we're going to cover. Uh, we're going to talk about Prince's version of Get Wild, which I think is awesome and well worth visiting. And also unreleased tracks. Um, well, they were unreleased at least until 2001. Mad, Funky Design, and Superhero. Superhero actually appeared on the Blank Man soundtrack, but we've got a version where Prince sings backup vocals. Um, And then Prince's version of Mad and Funky Design, which at one point were considered for this album, too. So we're going to listen to all that and tell you what what we think about it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. we do. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We we give you our opinions. We bloviate about... Prince music. So we're glad that you join us. We hope that you've had some fun. We appreciate you listening. We know that we don't just come on the radio, that you make a choice to listen to us, and we do appreciate it. So if we missed your favorite thing or didn't like what you liked or you agree with us or whatever, do let us know. We want to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it.